Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James. And on today's episode, Jim Mead and I are going to talk about how to become an entrepreneur no matter what age you are. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Libsyn. Are you looking to start a podcast or want to know where to move your podcast to to get the best possible outcome? Libsyn is the top-rated host for your podcast. Use promo code HERMAN for your first month free. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate everything you've done for the rant. As I say all the time, I keep looking at the numbers, and the numbers keep getting bigger. Um, on this episode, as you heard from the intro, we have an entrepreneur on today that is unlike anybody else. He is not trying to start a business to make a living. He has done a life full of wonderful things and now has decided to do his own thing, and he's doing great at it. Uh, we've got Jim Mead, the author of No Cooked Breakfast. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing great, Herman. I'm, I'm glad to be here tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I uh, survived a Sacramento day, so it's not too bad. <laughs> a Sacramento day. Well, uh, I survived a long day here in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, and it's it's up in the mountains, and I love it here. So nice, it was easy, easy to survive. <laughs> yeah. See, we we've got what we call a uh, temperamental weather here. I can't speak well, apparently. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we had about a hundred and some odd degrees last week, and then a forecast of rain in about forty five degrees tonight. So it kind of changes oh. quickly here. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're just in our fall colors. It, uh, we've eased into fall, and now everything is sort of gold and yellow and a few reds out there, and, and it's peak season. So it's a good time to be in the mountains of Pennsylvania and uh, not complaining a bit from here. It's nice. a beautiful day. Beautiful day <laughs> at Bear Lodges in Wellsboro. Nice. Yeah. Now, Jim, uh, I was given your book to kind of review and talk with you about uh, how long ago did you actually make the book and have that uh, put out there and published? Uh, the book launched on, uh, I think, May 21st of this year. So it's just been a few months. And I, I uh, had been writing the book for over about an 18-month period and then uh, rewriting during the six-month uh, 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 duration of, of the uh, the pre-publication. So it was about a two-year project. Oh, wow. That's some dedication. I don't have, I didn't have dedication in college to write like a 10-page paper, <laughs> but you wrote a book. Well, you know, you have to do something. And it, it, it was something that uh, I did for myself. I, I uh, wanted to write a book and I wanted to, to, pass on some things. I started off with, uh, what, what would my kids want to hear? And I have two children. And and I said, I'm just going to tell them whether they like it or not. I'm going to put some things in here and, <laughs> and tell my friends about my life. So that was just the part one of the book. Uh, but the, the, the gist of the book is uh, that uh, 15 years ago, I started a, a bed and breakfast and and uh, part of the deal was I placed a uh, a, a little log book or a guest book in uh, a journal in each room, and uh, and with no instruction and, and folks that stay just write in the journal anything they want, and and they write uh, what they did and what they liked and what they found and and uh, sometimes they write some personal thoughts, but uh, now after. Uh, I'm in just finishing my 15th season and I have about 25 full journals. Oh, wow. And so uh, I, I went over those books and I, I, uh, I've, uh, there's a lot of categories. I just made up categories and <laughs> divided that up as to what the folks said. And so two thirds of the book is, is uh, really in the words of guests that have stayed at uh, at the lodges here in the last 15 years. And they talk about uh, personal things, but uh, the activities, why they came and, and what they do. 
And, and it's something that I was curious about as a B&B uh, owner. Uh, when I started the B&B, I said, why do people want to come? Well, now I have a pretty good idea. So that's uh, <laughs> two-thirds of the book. And then nice. the, the, the last part of the book is uh, it, it's, it's sort of uh, my thoughts for the uh, aspiring uh, uh, B&B innkeeper uh, things you might want to know or, or things that I ran into that you don't see in a how-to, how to open your small <laughs> business book. So nice. that's what the book is. And that's great. I mean, that is something that you had experience from doing and you took not only your experience, but you took everyone's experience of what you've done. And you've now made it what is appearing to be a really, really well-selling book. Uh, on Amazon, it is, uh, I believe, a five-star rating on Amazon right now. You're doing really well with that one. You actually have it on quite a bit of different platforms with very, very uh, high amount of reviews on it. You've done very well on that. Well, thank you so much. Uh, 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 the folks, uh, I, I think that we have followers, uh, guests, and, 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 and uh, a few on social media. But uh, folks took a liking to the book, and they appreciated it for different reasons. I, I, I think uh, just, just sort of the memoir uh, about here's, here's a retired guy who uh, just a regular Joe. And and he decided to, he wanted to, to to start a business, and and it happened to be a B and B because he had a home that he wanted to keep and keep alive, and and here's what happened, and and uh, and here's who the regular Joe is. So it's a bit about <laughs> about my life, and man, I I remember doing that sort of thing, and oh, when I grew up, it was like this. So so people sort of tune in to to that. Uh, first part uh and a nice. surprising number of folks uh have commented to me on it anyhow nice well let's get into kind of that idea of the regular joe that did this now you had a full career beforehand and if i'm uh not mistaken you did for the uh fisheries research correct a biologist oh uh, that's right yes 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 i started off as a uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Fish Commission uh, aquatic biologist, and then then I went to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service as as a fisheries biologist and, and uh, doing research. And that research had to do with restoration of migrating fish, uh, mostly uh, uh, hatchery production. So it really nice. had to do with aquaculture, um, and, and it ended up. Uh, I ended up in in fish labs, uh, visiting a lot of hatcheries and visiting a lot of uh, uh, resources, and and uh, and what you do is is sort of publish or perish in in, in the uh, in the fish labs or, or in the uh, national lab system, and that is uh, you're, you're graded on on your publication. So so yeah, you, you need to. To publish, and that's what I did. Uh, maybe uh, seventy-five publications, mostly oh, wow. in very, very boring scientific <laughs> journals. These peer-reviewed journals, you know. So, I've read that, quite a bit what, of those in my day. Uh, I'll bet. Yeah, good. <laughs> so you went from having that career to going to retirement to basically what? Just getting bored and thinking, I want to do something, and you thought. B and B is the way to go, or how, how did that come out? Because that it's not something that people would normally jump into, especially nowadays with what we've got going on. Uh, you said you're coming up on your 15th season of the B and B, actually B and Bs. You have three uh, being out there, whereas most people nowadays would think of they're going to Airbnb a room in their house, and you actually have lodges. How how'd that kind of come about? It came about by uh, uh, my coming home to uh, an empty house. My kids were grown and gone, and uh, the, the house was just sitting there. I, I had uh, I had moved to I had been a lab director at, at three different labs, and uh, ended up uh, being a liaison uh, from headquarters to the uh, Mid Atlantic EPA for their Superfund. And I was in Philadelphia, and, and I turned 60, 
give us time. Uh, I could retire. I'd spent 34 years in fisheries. So I, I went ahead and retired, came back to Wellsboro because I had had a house, had a home there, and uh, and it was lonely. And I said, okay, um, what do I do with this home? Uh, there's more to the story. I, uh, I had a partner at the time who had uh, a B&B and who needed, uh, in, in my opinion, maybe I could support a little bit by doing a website or, or, or helping with, uh, with, with uh, making this system uh, electronic. And, and I did that, and, and I, I helped around the place and, and got a pretty good feel for, for what it takes. Um, I, at the time, I, I was thinking, what do I do with this house? I think I'm just going to get a motorhome and travel around the country. And I bought a motorhome, and I traveled a little bit, and that was all right. But I had traveled all my life, and uh, I finally decided, okay, I'm going to do something with this home. And should it be a B&B? Um, and, and so I thought about that. Uh, I, a lot of B&Bs I had visited were, they had a lot of frou-frou and, and uh, <laughs> they were old Victorian homes. And, and I kind of stood around with my hands in my pockets saying, where's the beer? And uh, <laughs> so I, I, what, I said, this isn't for me. But, uh, you know, it, it was a better way to go. And, and I said, uh, this this is a good option uh, for, uh, rather than staying in a motel or a chain. And so uh, I'll, I'm going to look more closely at it. Um, I, I thought I had a home that, that was uh, designed in a way that, that it would work as a B&B. It was in a good location. It was in a stand of hickory, and, and it was near a, a, a major road and, and – uh, it would be a, a good spot for a, a, a B&B in the woods, you know, sort nice. of a lodge. So I, I but uh, I knew from all my life, but my army days to begin with was like, I didn't want to make beds and I, that, I didn't want to do that for a living. <laughs> and, and, and cooking breakfast was a problem for me. But yet I, I thought other than those two things, the beds and the breakfast, <laughs> the, the B&B idea sounded pretty good. So I said, I'm going to try it. And, and I tried it and, and I had some help. And, 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 I, and my builders uh, uh, changed a lot of things and, and we redesigned some things. Uh, it, it took about six months, uh, made a lot of changes, but uh, the, the place still appeared pretty much as, as it was when it was my home. Nice. Um, and so uh, that, that's, that's how I opened up. Um, there were some, there were some spots there where I was ready to open and, and, and I told people what I had done. And someone said, how did the township hearing go? And I said, what? <laughs> uh, those always go course. well. There's yeah, never a problem yeah. with those. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, um, I hadn't thought of that. I thought, <laughs> yeah, well, this is, this is my residence. No, it's, this is a business. So, uh, so, uh, of course, so, so I had the hearing and, and uh, went to the hearing and found out that, uh, well, there, there were eight criteria for a B&B, and I failed to meet two of at least two of them. But, but one was that I didn't have enough acreage. They wanted two and a half acres. And I said, why two and a half acres? And, and, and I was told, well, who would want to stay at a B&B with, with smaller than that? And I didn't understand that, so uh, uh, I, I said, "Okay." So um, the next That's person—that's like a that, weird requirement that, to me. You need two acres to have a B and B. Well, two and a half in this two and town, a half. <laughs> or this in this township, but but it, it it's an agricultural uh, township, and and it's either residential or agricultural, and and I don't think the. Uh, I don't think there was much uh, uh, encouragement. They, they didn't incentivize the idea of, of opening other businesses. So okay. uh, that's just the way it was. But, um, and, and, and I bit my tongue, you know, I wanted to tell the, the fellow, uh, how can you sell your veal if it doesn't come with two chocolates and, and extra pillows, you know, or two <laughs> chocolates on a nightstand. 
but I didn't. I just said, okay, well, uh, but, but there was a friend there, uh, uh, a friend who had lived in this township all her life, and she was there for a variance as well. And uh, she whispered to me, uh, this is harder than I thought. And someone, one of, one of the supervisors heard her and said, oh, no, you won't have any trouble. You, you didn't ask for a B&B permit. You asked for a tourist home. And there's no criteria for a tourist home. So she just went up and they said, okay, you got it. And she opened right up. And I said, can I change mine to a tourist home? And they said, well, we guess you can, but you're going to have to reapply and you can't do it next month because we're, we're all filled up. Anyhow, it's another couple months. And, uh, but, but it all came together and, and it, it worked out. And, and I, those folks were doing their job. Um, and, and, uh, I just had to be a little smarter than that, I guess. But, <laughs> but it all worked out, and I opened up in, in, in uh, I think it was June 9th of, of uh, 2005. Nice. And, and, and uh, my little home had three rooms, and it didn't take long until I realized my three rooms were, uh, were, were filled much of the time during the, the tourist season. So I uh, took my little office and made that into a fourth room. And then my daughter had a home downtown that uh, she was trying to buy from afar. And she said, Dad, I'm not going to make it. I, I'm, I'm not going to buy that house. And it was in a beautiful location. And I said, OK, don't put on a market. I'll, I'll buy it from you and we'll, we'll see if we can't put some rooms there. And, and we did that. And, and that more than paid for itself. Nice, and then and then in the meantime, um, that that was a great place to send folks that that I couldn't to handle in in my Bear Mountain Lodge, and that I called it, and and so uh, then there was another log home that uh, was rural. It had it had meadows views, and uh, it looked like that would that would work quite well. And I knew the folks that were. Uh, we're leaving that home, and uh, I eventually bought that and, and uh, <laughs> turned that into a and b because the, really I was uh, the income was enough to pay for another place to be uh, to be opened up. So it, it, it looks like to me it takes about twenty thousand dollars to convert a room into a, a, a usable oh wow um, lodge room. So. Uh, that's what I figured. You put about a hundred thousand dollars into it, and and uh, and you've got four real nice rooms. So and 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 you, there's so many decisions to make along the way. It's it's like, who are you going to serve? Are you going to be? Are you going to make sure you're full by having the lowest price in town? Are you are you going to be uh, as upscale as you can be? You're going to be somewhere in the middle, and what do you have to offer? And, and what, what, oh yeah, what, what sets you apart? What, yeah, yeah. What 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 is your image, and and, and, and what do you want to be? And so, um, it didn't take long for me to say I don't want the party hardy group. Um, I, I, I want the older couples and uh, people that that appreciate uh, uh, the effort you put into it. And so, I, I, the rooms I set up, I started with setting some criteria for myself. I said every room is, is going to have a, a tiled uh, bathroom and every room is going to have a handmade bed. Um, it, I was going to make it pretty upscale and, and it had to have a silent wall air conditioner and it had to have a fireplace. So it, so it's not central heating stuff. It's each room controls their own temperature nice. with their fireplace and with their, with their AC. And, and, uh, and then went a step further with, with either uh, jacuzzi tubs or a private hot tub um, on, on a private deck. So, so you don't go share a hot tub somewhere, or anything like <laughs> that. So, so, uh, and and then added some touches like the uh, oh, nice. Uh, there, there's a rose in the room. There's there's some chocolates in the room. There's a welcome 
a sign and, and something personalized, happy anniversary, Mary. Very and nice. And, and, and then, um, yeah. So, so th- that was the idea to, 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 uh, personalize it, uh, make it as tasteful as I could and, 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 uh, and really cater to those that, that might appreciate that. That's very um, cool. So I've, I've referred to it now as a getaway for grownups. And the idea is, is, is uh, let, let's look at, at mature folks and, 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 uh, and not go for the, for the guys carrying in the, the kegs of beer and filling up the bathtub with ice and whatever. So uh, that, that was my image and, and, and it's worked out quite well. Nice. And, and uh, I'm not the cheapest place in town. In fact, we're probably the most expensive in the area um and folks say oh why why so expensive the, the it's it's not the cost it's the value and i i think uh my effort is to to give the highest value as i can for that price and and it's surprising how many repeat guests we have and how many folks tell their friends nice. and 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 that's to me the 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 uh the lifeblood of the business is is building your repeat customers. That's that's what building the business is. Yeah, because you really can't grow if you're always chasing your tail. If you don't have retention in clientele, and whether that's going to be mm-hmm. the same people coming for their anniversaries for whatever part of the year it might be, uh, your tourist times or whatever, it doesn't help you out. And if you don't have them doing word of mouth for you or giving you reviews on their friends, it's kind of a dying thing. You have a one and gone and not going to come back. But you've done something that people exactly. find hard to do. Yeah, it, it's hard. But you've you been able to find something that you had around you that you loved and you're able to turn that into a profit for yourself. And that's something that a lot of people don't know how to do. And that's something that looks like your book has some information into as well. It's something that's easily adaptable from not just a, a B&B perspective, but how you took your own house that was kind of fluttering away into retaining the house and not only doing that, but you made it an income for yourself, which I think is what people have the hard time doing is finding what they have in their own personal life right now that they can turn into a profit or turn into an income for them. A lot of people have idea that they can have a side hustle and do this and that, but they don't know what to do. Where do I take the first step? Who am I supposed to call? How do you kind of get to this level? You said it yourself, about $100,000 or so can convert your home into a resort, essentially. Um, not just a run-of-the-mill Motel 6 kind of a B&B. And it's something that you did very well. So when you started doing all of this work for you, are you now generating equal amount of income as it was as a full-time job worker, or are you actually creating more than you were when you were working full-time? Well, I, I guess my idea of, of, of income is uh, starting out, it, it would be difficult to raise a family on a B&B income. Um, what I see is uh, just, just right out of the gate is say a B&B if if you open your home as a B and B, it's going to allow you to have a bigger, better home. Uh, it, it's going to put some jingle in your pocket. But <laughs> if that is your only gig, it it might be tough to make a living. Now, having said that, there's some opportunity, and and uh, the tax guy is going to tell you don't don't come telling me that you're opening your home as a B and B and just to get everything as a write off. Because that's 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 just a big red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it, uh, what it'll do is uh, if now I have three B and Bs, I only have one <laughs> residence. That means two B and Bs are totally uh, expensed. Um, so so the the mortgage. I mean everything that that it costs me to run that B and B 
is is an expense. So the B&B is buying that property for me. So uh, in that sense, um, you may not make the, 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 the income right up front, but, but you're building income as you go in equity. Yeah, if, 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 if you sell it in a few years, now you have a property that's, that's uh, worth quite a bit, and the business bought it. So, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's something I think people are looking into trying to do. Like I said, uh, initially before we started recording, is people are looking for an idea. People are looking for something that they can do or something that they can perform. And it, I think this comes along with the generic 80-20. Put in all the effort now to put in less effort later and enjoy the rewards. I think that's kind of where you've mm-hmm. come from, correct? I, I believe so. I, I, yeah, you, it, it builds up over time. Your business builds up, the equity builds up, and, and, and then, of, of course, the, the value uh, is also the value of the business. So that's added on to, to the real estate uh, value. Um, yeah, that's, that, I, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now you've got three different locations. Um, the names of these guys, you have the Bear Mountain Lodge, you have the Bear Meadows Lodge, and then it's the 131 Main Street. Is that correct? That's correct. For a while, and I still do refer that uh, to that as as uh, Bear Midtown. So, uh, <laughs> and 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 there's a little bit of more urban bear feel there, but but that <laughs> is just a, a historic home downtown. So there's really two lodges. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you've started off with your own personal home that you've converted and then you you picked up another one and you've picked up another one i would assume which could be wrong that you are not able to maintain all of these on your own so you would have had to acquire some staff at some point correct absolutely and and uh, for me that that's a key um you, you were talking about um uh, to me, it was defining management. Management is is uh, using what you have to get what you need or to get to reach your goal. So, so you use what you have. Um, uh, you you use the real estate, but if it, I don't want to cook breakfast, I don't want to make the beds, <laughs> and I want to get a, a big operation going. And so, how do I do that? And and I depend on others. And so, I've I've had uh, over the years a, a, a number of, of uh, wonderful uh, uh, women that that uh, run the place. But it's it's really been uh, two women in particular. One has been with me since the year after I opened. Nice. And and I and I opened by. I went to 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 someone who uh, had a cleaning service and who helped others with B and Bs, and and she cleaned, but she also hired young women to 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 help her, and she um, she, she brought uh, cleaning folks in there, and and she would she would clean the whole house and 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 clean the rooms, and there were people running everywhere, and it was making me nervous. <laughs> And and I was like, oh boy, is this a circus or what? Well, uh, one of the one of the young cleaning uh, girls uh, brought her mother one time, and her mother uh, then wanted to come back. And it turned out that, that her mother's dream was to to have a lodge or to to clean a lodge, <laughs> to take care <laughs> of a lodge. And and so uh, within the year, I I said, you want to work here and she said absolutely so so i ended the cleaning service and she started taking care of the place and she she took care of everything she she wanted to mow the lawn she wanted to shovel the snow and and she she just was an energetic person and and she wanted that to be her job and so it became her job um after some time she she and her family went to montana uh, and and I needed to replace her, but they came back, and she wanted to work 
again. And, and so she worked part time as I had expanded and had someone else. But as soon as, as, as things opened up, she, she uh, took her, her regular job back. Huh. And uh, although she's not technically full time, she, she, she's essentially this is her only job and it's all that she wants. And she's been with me for uh, most of 14 years. Nice. Um, so, so that was nice. And then along the way, there's been several others that stayed with me for a while. And, and about seven years ago, uh, a, a young lady that cleaned other B&Bs downtown uh, was available and, and, and someone I had was leaving. And, and so this lady came on and, and uh, was, uh, she was also an extremely hard worker, but um, wanted responsibility and wanted to learn. And she's a Mennonite, and and I can't keep up with her on the computer. <laughs> so so uh, she 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 wanted to take things on. So the real convincing part to me was she. I said, "You want to try taking a reservation?" What I found <laughs> out was every time she answered the phone, she would say, "Oh, give me a reservation card," because they were. It, it took them about 30 seconds and they wanted to make a reservation. Whereas when I answered the <laughs> phone, I was like, Oh, what's this old guy up to? You know, he's got a B and B. So they said, I've got to get back. I'm going to talk to my husband about it or something. Well, there was not, none of that. When she answered the phone, it was, Oh, because she is a customer service. She wants to, she wants to help people and it comes through. Nice. And, and that, is so important. You you can uh, people hear it on the phone right away. She gets excited. Oh, you you are you're going to do that. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Oh, you're going to want to go <laughs> up to the Colton Point and see that place. And pretty soon they're saying, "When when can we come?" So um, she became the office manager. She does the, the reservations, and now I, I essentially have two full time women, and then uh, they're they're part time women if and when we need but um i help out uh i don't schedule anything for myself but i end up busy pretty much every day as much as i <laughs> want to be busy uh and 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 uh, again with with it's i've here I, I'm, I'm not a handy guy and I have three old wooden homes to take care of <laughs> they, they take a lot of maintenance in there yeah, but that, that helps you. You know the homes. You know what you have to do. Uh, and I do. You don't have to be a general contractor to know how to do a repair and to fix certain things. And most of the listeners to the show understand that that's, that's what I do. I, I don't do it because I want to be considered the most manly of men out there. I do it because I'm cheap as shit, to be honest with you. I'm not paying someone to do my job for me. And right, I will right. build the wall. I'll build the fence. I'll fix the pool because I, I can't. I have the tools. Why not go that way? And you've been able to not right. only do that, but retain your money for it and put it into your profit of these lodges. It's fantastic. Yes, yes. And and it, it's taken me a while, but I've learned a lot about septic tanks. And a lot, <laughs> I mean, I've learned a lot about a lot of things that I wouldn't think I, I wanted to learn about. And, and, and now I can fix a few things, but still, I'm not handy. And I, I'm not, and talk about contractors. Uh, there's there's the flip side of that. Uh, whereas, um I worked in a in a radio repair lab, and at one time I remember the sign. You know, it uh, radio repair was ten dollars an hour, unless you tried to fix it first. Then it was fifteen dollars an hour, <laughs> and un unless you were going to help, and then it was going to be twenty five dollars an hour. So, <laughs> and that's about the way way it went. When when uh, when we were building this first place that, that became Bear Mountain Lodge, uh, the builders helped me or let me help a bit, and and especially at night I did things that uh, that seemed like it needed to be done. Yeah. And, um, and as we, we were approaching a deadline, I said, "Are we going to make it?" And and they said, "Well, two things have to happen: the weather has to hold up, and you have to quit helping." <laughs> 
<laughs> so that that was like uh, that that told me something. But what told me even more was along the along the, the years where I tried to fix things and then tried to fix them and tried to fix them, and the whole time the guests aren't appreciating it, and then then I have to get the thing repaired anyhow. And if I'd have just gone to the person that knows how to do it right the first time, and 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 so that was that was part of the learning. I'm still learning that. I still don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you need good support. You need, uh, and, and I think staff is extremely important, but also your, 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 your contract guys. Um, I tried to build a, a, I tried to lay up a stone wall and I had it pretty good, but, uh, but not good enough. And finally <laughs> I, I, I said, I asked a guy that did walls. I said, "Could you fix? Could you finish this for me?" And he says, "Yeah." yeah. He looked at it. And he says, "Yeah." And then I didn't see him, and I didn't see him, and 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 uh, two months later, I drive up the driveway, and I have to stop because the stone wall didn't. It was across the driveway, and he had torn it all out and started over, and he put drainage in, and he leveled it off, and and and, and he put fabric behind it, and and it was beautiful. And I thought, boy, I did a lot of work here, you know. And uh, uh, he did it right, and it was it was worth every dollar. Nice. So, uh, that's where that's where I am. And that's good. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's one of the things that a lot of books and motivational speakers. Which, forgive me, I hate motivational speakers and life coaches. I think um, majority of what they say is just bullshit is just telling you what you want yeah. to hear so you'd buy their damn yeah, books yeah, and, yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah. that's stupid but yeah. the good advice is to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and that are better than you because that's how you grow that's how you keep things running that's how you have your rooms are taken care of every day because people smarter than you doing those chores are quicker more efficient and, and have done it before why not get those right people on your side I, I tell my plumber, I will never question his bill. I will never question <laughs> him in any way. I'm going to pay him uh, quickly and cheerfully. And, and you don't want to be without a plumber when, when you have um, uh, uh, 10 rooms filled. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's that season where, where you're going to have problems with uh, plumbing and septic tanks because of all the usage. So uh, you need to... I think have some folks that you know uh, uh, that, that you can count on, and 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 they they count on you. Uh, you're a good customer, and you're going to take care of them, and they take care of you. Uh, so so it's not just you, your employees directly, but but it's your contractors uh, have a good working relationship. And then again, um, fix everything you can. Learn learn how that. Uh, hot tub uh, reset works and, and, and the problems <laughs> that can happen with that. And, oh, and uh, the reset the button just thing. screwed me over, by the way, I, I, like I said, I consider myself pretty handy at figuring things out. And uh, mm-hmm. this hasn't been on the show yet. This just happened uh, about a week and a half ago. And it made me feel real dumb. And I was leaving uh, in the morning and I had dumped something down the drain. And I typically will, turn water on and then I'll turn the garbage disposal on to make sure that there's nothing sticking in there. Well, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. The garbage disposal wouldn't work and I lost it. So I uh-huh. left and I came back later and I emptied everything off from underneath the sink. I get my wall uh, outlet um, circuit breaker tester on there. I'm running that. I'm checking things and checking this. Nothing's working. And then as I'm under there, I look up. I didn't know that garbage disposals <laughs> have a reset button on them and it popped. There you go. It took yeah, me 45 yeah, minutes yeah. to figure that out. <laughs> oh, boy. But I'll never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've, I've got to hand it to my plumber. He, he, the first thing he does is talk me through a couple of things on the phone. So, nice. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that relationship. I mean, you, you just uh, right now we're in our busy season. So, so rooms are turning over and they're full all the time and you just don't have time for, for major repairs. And, 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 and you don't have time to wait two or three days for a repairman. So what do you do? You know? And, and, and uh, so, so that's part of the deal. You, what, how do you keep things running? 
Um, when I see the motels, the, they'll have 80 rooms or, or more. Uh, there'll be one entrance, one desk. There'll be a little uh, postage stamp lawn out there. Uh, it's a smart way to do it. There's there's very little maintenance uh, relative to, to the number of rooms, and and there's only one property, so, so yeah. it makes things easy. Um, what 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 I found out that I could offer was was a, a beautiful place. With, uh, <laughs> now the, the last place has 26 acres and has beautiful views over the meadows and and uh, uh, call it Bear Meadows. So uh, folks come come there and have a private view on their private deck with uh, with everything they want, with the hot tub and the king bed or whatever. Um, and they appreciate that. It, nice. it's, it's, it's a different experience. And, and the business built over time paid for that. So, so that, that's part of the deal. Nice. And so now you've got these great places that are generating good income for you. Uh, I'm hoping at this point in time you're you're not in the red and you're not paying for these all the time. They're kind of paying for themselves and putting some money back in your pocket to kind of pay for what you pulled out of it. And you're seemingly your own boss in terms of you choose when you're going to be busy. You're choosing what you're going to be doing, what you're going to be performing. Does that give you time to be off when you want to be off as well? Or are you having friends and family want to stay in these lodges with you? Do you kind of stay in the meadows one and you want to get away? How, do, how does that work for you? Uh, there's a lot of options there. Um, <laughs> the first thought is that, that um, you own this place that is a beautiful place. And so you, you, you can just block off the rooms. Uh, the last several Christmases, I had my my sister and 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 her children and 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 their significant others, or, or uh, and my daughter and her husband and and her and the two grandkids and my son, and and uh, I just block all the rooms and we have a wonderful place. Uh, 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 we can do that anytime. I, I have nice. a friend that uh, comes up and my son will come up for vacation. we we'll block it off. Uh, th- there's another side to that in that not just blocking it off, losing money, but blocking it off. It, you, you have to know in advance. You can't yeah. block something when you have a going business. I mean, there, there's a weekend here we call Dickens of a Christmas. It's, it's just, just like, um, uh, it's a wonderful life, is what the town looks like. <laughs> only, with, only, only prettier with with these Christmas trees, and and um, uh, we we have a full house. And the day I, I don't take reservations more than a year in advance. So the day oh, after wow. Dickens of Christmas, half the people, half the rooms are filled again for next year because the people wanting to to grab those rooms. So so you, if you don't block it in advance. You don't have that flexibility like, oh, yeah, I'll just have my family up. Well, you still have to plan that. So, oh, yeah. That's part of the deal. Yeah. Now, do you get time away um, or, do, or do you feel the necessity to kind of be there at all times? You do have, like you said, uh, two employees that are pretty much helping you run everything. So does that mean you get to have uh, a week or two off to go fly fishing or go see the grandkids somewhere else? Or how does that work out for you? Yes. Uh I schedule no uh, no duties for myself, and I have uh, everything that has to be done to do the routine B and Bs, from taking the reservations to paying the taxes, to 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 uh, cleaning the rooms, to greeting the guests, uh, are done by by others. Um, so I can go, and I mean this summer. Uh, I rented a house at Rehoboth Beach, Maryland, and 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 and, uh, and my son came, and, and and my daughter and the grandkids came, and and, and the son-in-law, and and we did that. It's it's uh, you can do about whatever you want to do. I mean, I do, uh, uh, but I don't like to do too much of that in, in certain seasons, like like this month, where it's it's the busiest season, the busiest month of the year. I'm, I usually stick around, um, but midsummer is a busy time too, but, but I go. And, uh, I think 
between the three the three of us that run the, the, these three places, uh, uh, we pretty much cover if, if one person isn't there. Uh, the, the, the office manager, if if something happens to her for a while, I'll, I'll probably just have to close up. But it, it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, normally there's there's not been a problem, and I can take off anytime I want because the system is in place that the business is now running itself without me. So, and that's pretty fantastic. That's so you have essentially been able to take what people consider a relaxing time in your life to enjoy life, which I don't really understand the idea of doing nothing as enjoyment, but yeah, people say it is. Uh, you've turned this into a secondary income. Am I correct? I mean, you, you still would have a retirement from Absolutely. your initial job and pension, pension from the military, but now you have an additional income on top of that that really can run without you having to be there, which is fantastic. It, it, it's, it's working out that way. I mean, um, I, when I was very young, I was around a lot of people that worked for the railroad back in the old railroad days, and, and they would say, oh, he's going to retire. Or they, they would they, but they would say he's going to get his watch because when oh, yeah. retired from, from the railroad, they gave you the pocket watch. And, and, uh, that, that's, and then you went home and you sat in the rocker. And they, you could sit there about a year, and then you were dead. They said one year after you get the watch, you know, you, you, he's dead one year after he gets his watch. The watch and, of death. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, but I think I think it's true. If you stop and wait, you, you, you know, use it or lose it, uh, you, you're just going to deteriorate. And and the folks that that stay active, um, I, I think, do much better. Um, and, I agree with that. And, uh, and who wants to retire? Well, I wanted to retire, but I didn't want to stop life. And and, yeah. and so uh, I, I took a vacation to Florida, and I bicycled around, and I got a motor home, and I went in. But, you know, I wanted something uh, a little more. And I had worked – I mean, I, I, you know, I worked at a grocery store. I worked at uh, – sold shoes, or I did whatever when I was in college. And then – and I had little jobs, but I started with state government and I left there for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. And um, once once I spent 34 years working in public service, I said, geez, you know, I, I wanted to run a business. I, I wanted to own a business. And and at one time, in fact, when I was in grad school, at one time, I did start a little mail order business, and, and it looked like it was going to work. But I decided I'm not going to step in that boat right now because I'm enjoying my research career, and I want to keep it. So so I, I stuck with it. But when I when I finished up, um, and my kids still say this, Dad, why are you doing this? Why aren't you in Florida? And I said, well, I've been to Florida a lot of times, and, and it's just not as fulfilling. And so... I'm happy in this town. I'm happy seeing guests happy. I'm happy seeing a couple of women having a good job and loving their job. And, and, and I, I feel fulfilled in what I'm doing. Nice. So I like being here. I like doing what I'm doing. And I don't want to go sit somewhere in, in a retirement village. So looking at a watch. My choice. <laughs> that's my choice. Yeah. I don't want to get my watch. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's something that uh, my father-in-law was dealing with as well. He just retired um, July of last year, July of this, July of this year. The days are running together for me here. Uh, July of this year, and he was a salesman his whole life. He never stopped. He was always on the go. He never had a day off because the office always calling sales never ends. You know, ABC always be closing, and so that's what he did. And then. He didn't want to retire and sit around and do nothing. So before he retired, he invested his some of his money into cleaning products because he his side fun for himself was boating. He buys old boats, fixes them, flips them, buys a new one, gets a faster one, a slower nice. one, a troll one, and does yeah. He has a blast doing it. So that's what he wanted to do, but he didn't want to do that as a gig. But all of the years of him buying them. And detailing them and cleaning them, 
he knew the right procedures, the right materials, products, and everything to do it. So he's now turned his retirement into a mobile detailing company. He now goes and will do detailing for cars between $300 to $600 a car. Wow. And he makes good money doing that on his retirement. Mm -hmm. He says he's working more now than he was then physically. That is more strenuous. But he said he's never felt better. He's lost weight because he's not in a desk or in a car doing a deal. There you go. Yep. So mm-hmm. it was the same idea. He's done that. And he, again, he's got his retirement he's working with. Uh, Social Security will kick in in a few years for him as well. And now he's got this to go back on. So it, it's something that I think people don't want to take a step in doing things at a younger age and feel that, okay, well, you have more time and flexibility doing it now. But I think if this process would have come to forth out for you a little bit earlier, it would have probably been something you would have also been able to do at a younger age so that you would already be automated by the time you wanted to retire, which would have been a a great thing for you as well. Uh, Is that a fair statement to make? I think it is. I I, I think that uh, not to, not to mislead anyone, the way I did it, is just one way. There's a lot of paths. And and uh, I also think just within the, the B&B idea, um, I have return guests because they like what I offer. But there's there is uh, an array of, of options out there and folks that like race cars, uh, <laughs> folks, whatever your passion is, if, if you put that into your your business or into your B&B, you're going to attract a niche of, of, of uh, guests and, and, and you will be the favorite place for the people that that's their favorite thing, whatever you're representing. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing nature and being close to nature and, 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 and the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon, that sort of thing. So, so I, my theme is wildlife and, and nature. Uh, you people to find that that they're going to be the favorite B and B for a whole <laughs> bunch of guests. So, yeah, I think you've done well. I mean, when you look at what you've done, when you've look at how well and how quickly you've grown, it's something that I think is a good idea to aspire to. And other people know that it's doable, whatever the dream might be, whether you think it's a small one or a big one, as long as you have the right, process and the drive behind you. I think that's what really takes people to the next level for it. Um, and just hard to put that in action because the hardest step to make is always that first step. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To make it happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Happen. yeah. All right, Jim. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, we've got your website is bearmountainbb.com. Is that right? Well, that is one of three websites, but I'm real proud to tell you that uh, they've been, you can use that website in any of those three, but you are now land on a page that says Bear Lodges Wellsboro. Nice. uh, BearLodgesWellsboro.com. And uh, so, so that's, that's, that's the place to go. And, and I would say that uh, for listeners that are, particularly interested uh, um, I, I have an email uh, relax at bearmountainbb.com relax at the website um, and, and for those that want to write me at that uh, address um, uh, and, and ask for the 10 things you need to know I, I, I came up with a list of 10 things that, that I thought I would have liked to have known or, or that I've discovered in, in, in my little path uh, about running a B&B. And, and nice. not necessarily the, 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 the 10 things you'd find in a how-to <laughs> book. So. Nice. And we'll have your website. We will have your email. We're also going to put your Facebook as well as the Instagram, Lodging3, uh, in the podcast description. So everyone's going to see them as well. And when this episode airs, you're also going to be tagged in all of those. So they'll be directly correlated to that. So anyone that's going to be able to look for you, you'll be able to see there. And you'll be able to go to the website and see 
the wonderful pictures you have of all the rooms and the views from some of these rooms, which are incredible. I, I did sneak some yeah, peeks yeah. on there. Those are really, really cool rooms. Well, Herman, thank you so much. Thank you for having me here tonight. And, and this has been a pleasure. It has so, been my pleasure. Uh, I, look, I look forward to other people picking this idea up and, <laughs> and running with it or uh, inspiring something good. I do so. too. And don't forget to pick up the No Cooked Breakfast book. That can be found on his website. All of his information as well as, as the links for the uh, Bear Mountain Bed and Breakfast and all the lodges will also be on thehermanjames.com. The book's also available on Amazon. So check all those guys out. Make sure you support the entrepreneur that started a massively wonderful and thriving bed and breakfast in Pennsylvania in his free time. All right, Jim. I appreciate you being on. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Yep. Bye-bye. So Jim was not only able to have a family, have a life, and a full career ahead of him starting his own entrepreneurship and turning his own home bed and breakfast into not only a small addition to what he was already making, but into an entire secondary income. What's stopping you? There's nothing stopping you but your own fear. Yes, he talked about how he's able to turn an investment he already had, his home, into something that was going to make money for him in the long term. He then rolled that investment over into other investments, into another one, into another. I understand that. That doesn't sound like an easy thing to do. It doesn't sound like any of us can do that right now, but you can. You really, really can. Think about where you're living now. Do you want to have something that is going to generate income for you? Look at your own home. Do you own a home? Rent out a bedroom. No, you don't want to do that? Okay, maybe you talk with somebody. Maybe you figure out what they have to offer that you don't. You work out an equal medium. Find out where you guys can come and compromise in the middle where both of you have some sort of advantage and can make money. The idea of the Airbnbs sounds fantastic. There are tax things to that that can devastate you. So make sure you understand what you're getting into way before you get into it. Understand the risks before you try to shoot for the rewards. Now Jim knew what he was getting into. Jim already had a backing behind him. That doesn't mean you have to be scared to do it. You don't have to have a backing to take the first step. Do the research. Find out what you need to find out. Meet the people you need to meet. One of the best pieces of advice that you can ever get is to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, that are better than you for the things you want to do. I love that because you're the brains. You have the grand idea but there's other people around you that you know or might not know yet that know all the intricate details of what you want to have done. Find them. Figure it out. Talk to them. Be transparent with them. Let them know what your goals are, what your end goals are, and what they can expect to receive from you and for their own time of investment. That's the important thing. Figure this all out because... That is what's going to get you to that next step. That's what's going to make you an entrepreneur to be messed with. Someone that's not the same as everybody else. Someone that is different. Someone that everyone else looks to, looks up to, and wants to learn from. Because life coaches are fucking crock. But experienced individuals are hard to come by. Be that person. Be that one to find out what you already have going on in your life and how to profit from it. Don't only profit from it, but succeed in that. Become a staple in that environment, so much so that everyone around you, anyone looking you up, anyone looking to find anything about what you're doing comes to you. Because that's going to pay you dividends in the long run and in now. And that's how you become the entrepreneur everyone wants to be. 
Well, that's all the time we've got for this show. I want to thank Jim for coming on the show and congratulate Jim on all of his success. Everyone, and I mean everyone, be sure to check out Jim. His website links are in the podcast description as well as all of my social media posts. But if you're anything like me, you don't look at a majority of things, so check out BearMountainBB.com. Hit him up. Book a fucking room. Hook up your sweetheart with a sweet-ass view. Put her over the railing. Don't forget to check out all of my friends at the No Phony Podcast Network. That's NoPhonyNetwork.com. There are tons of people. And stay tuned. Herman's doing guest spots on tons of other podcasts coming up. Put them on our social media. Put them up on the website. You'll see everything. Can't wait to be here next time.